welcome back to another episode of the Average Pro Scout Podcast. I'm your host as always, Christian Crittenden. On today's show, we got Davis joining me again. We're going to talk some NFL, talk about the Titans and COVID-19, the Kansas City Chiefs, and the NFC East. Then we'll get into some college football. A lot of upsets this year. Is it because of the circumstances or is it just, it's just normal college football? We'll talk about that. Game five, game five with the NBA Finals is tonight. LeBron James... If he wins, he'll get number four. What will that mean for his legacy? And then MLB. The NLCS is set with the Dodgers and Braves, but don't know about the ALCS yet. Just got the Astros. So, without further ado, let's get it rolling. Davis returning. What's going on, Davis? Hey, Chris. I'm doing well, man. Uh, we made it through another week. Just looking forward to another weekend of football. Yeah, another weekend. Of, we got a lot this weekend. We got NBA Finals tonight. Right, right. And baseball. Yeah, this is really baseball, like the... Best time yeah. to be a sports fan. It is through all of the everything we went through early in the year, whatever. Right. It's finally, finally back to it. All right, let's get started today with the NFL. All right, first off, Davis, the uh, Tennessee Titans. What a mess they've caused. Had an outbreak last week. I want to say it was caused the game against the Steelers to be. I guess postponed later in the season. I still just had to take a early bye week. Well, I guess both teams did had to take had to take an early bye week to um kind of get things straightened back out again. They'll play later in the season at some point. But now the Titans, during that time off, were told not to get together, not to go to the team facility, not to do anything. They had they held a workout, which they weren't supposed to do. And now they they continue to have uh players test positive for the coronavirus. And now their game has been moved to Tuesday of next week as opposed to being played Sunday. And now another game was moved to the Patriots was moved. But that's because Stefan Gilmore tested positive. So they've only had a couple of players. So not nothing huge there. But they, they're going to play Monday now at 5. Uh, and then the game that was supposed to be on Tuesday night, the Bills and the Chiefs, is going to be moved to now next Sunday instead of next Thursday night. So just a lot. It's a lot going uh, on in NFL right now, but the Titans are pretty much the, st- the reason for a lot of this because of the, the trouble they've caused, David. So, what should the NFL do with the Titans? Um, you know, it's it's definitely a difficult conversation to have, Chris, because you can't blame people for getting it, but you can blame them for not following protocols and right. seeing right. them all together, right. and then like AJ Brown's tweet saying that like oh they have nothing to prove against us it's it's just like it's not the message that you want to send as a league especially when you see how well the nba's done how well the mlb's really done um since they've restarted and obviously they're not in a bubble scenario so it can be done people are going to test positive but it's it's how you respond to it and obviously the titans um, did that in a childish manner which is pretty frustrating so I don't like the premise of just giving somebody a win. Like I don't I, I would like the Titans to get a loss, but I also don't think the other team like in the National Football League, you have to earn your wins. And I don't like the idea of somebody getting a free win. Like, especially if it's somebody like the Steelers who are in the division that my team plays in, because then it's like that you know, they didn't have to work for that. Like if if they yeah. win and they beat the Titans and props to them, but if you just give them a win, that's frustrating, especially when you're trying to win a division with a good team. Right. Um, so then on to the next part of this, you know, it's it's the scheduling piece of it and, and how it's gonna mess that up. Thankfully it's week three, so nobody's been on by yet, so they could do that. But if this were to happen in week fourteen, what are we gonna do about this? Week ten, what are we gonna do about this? Mm-hmm. So I like what Drew Rosenhaus, is, you know, big time agent in the NFL, said yesterday that basically we should allow two weeks after the season before the playoffs so that we can have like a two week period for games that might be postponed because of COVID. And like we haven't had to face that in the MLB. We haven't had to face that in the M- NBA. But in the NFL, scheduling is so important. You don't you can't. I mean, just, it's it's like, we well, saw we saw a little bit in baseball. You're right. You're right. Yeah, but, they but the nice thing about right. baseball is they can do double headers, right? Yeah, and just make it up whatever day that the team has off. Whereas in football, you have to play on Sundays pretty much. I mean, you can't move it to a Monday, but it has to be within that relative week. You can't stack two games in two days. That's why I was confused about. I'm glad you said that about the Bills Chiefs game next Thursday because I was like, there's no way they're playing 
Tuesday and Thursday because I'm supposed no, to cover that game. That's really impressive. So, <laughs> right. So I was like confused. I was like, um, like what, what's going to happen there? So you know, it messes up the Bills' schedule too because now they're on a you know a shorter week than they thought they'd be. So. I don't know, man. It's it's a crazy situation, but the Titans should be reprimanded in some way. I don't know if it's a fine. I don't know if it's a loss of draft picks. I don't like the idea of it being just a straight loss, but it's frustrating to see, uh, nonetheless. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, it is very it's, it's a frustrating situation. Uh, well, let me just clear, make this clear real quick. So the Broncos and, and Patriots are going to play on Friday. Basca, Stefan, Gilmore, and Cam Newton tested positive in the last Monday, right? Uh, yeah, it'd be this Monday. But he tested positive. Well, well, I guess he did test positive Monday. So um, that would be it. And then uh, Bills Titans will be on Tuesday at seven, which is supposed to be originally on Sunday. So a couple of games shifted around because of that. So second week in a row, they have two Monday night games. But back to the back to the Titans. Um, look, I'm gonna say it's either. I know you don't like giving teams a win, but like the Titans knew they shouldn't have got together last week. They knew they shouldn't have worked out. So. You like you said, you can't blame someone for getting it. I mean, unless they go out and do something stupid, like go to the club or something, you know. But uh, if you can't blame someone for getting it, but if you don't follow pro- protocols and stuff like that, you have to be, you know, you got to be punished for it. And now, look look at the ripple effect this is having. So if they're not able to, like, if the, t- if the Titans have another positive test, they're not going to play this game Tuesday. So then, what are they going to do? So. That's, and a lot of that comes from not following protocol. So, I mean, if you don't want to, if you don't want to give up a game, that's fine. But you got to give up draft picks or something. Like, if yeah, you I'm, I'm with that. That's not going to matter. So, if you want to find them draft picks or something, like you either give up draft picks or you or you get the loss. Either one, both of them going to hurt. So, certainly. But I mean, you know, and apparently they weren't, you know, uh, enforcing the mask policy within the um, team training facility. So. You know the NFL is investigating all that right now. We'll see what they uh, what the conclusion they come to is, but definitely uh, a wild story, and it's it's discouraging to see it this early in the season. It is very discouraging. Hopefully, they get it together. And in the uh, words of my mentor, uh, home team, Brandon Leak, it's a real raggedy right now. Uh, they're real raggedy. They need to clean it up. You know, uh, shout out to the family I got in Tennessee: cousin Fern, Phil. Tracy, uh, Brian, little, uh Palmer Sports Report. Y'all tights need to get it together, man. Y'all messing up the league schedule now. Y'all messing things up, so y'all need to get it together in Tennessee. And Nashville. I know what y'all got going on down there, but I better clear it yeah. up real quick. I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of them, so definitely uh, this is the only time I'll root for them. <laughs> only time you root for the tights. All right. So uh, with no fans at games this year, the Chiefs, look, they're the best team in the league, right? Um, and with with no fans, man, I think there's a good chance they can go undefeated or 15-1. Like, there's no pressure. There's no challenge there. Only time they're going to probably lose is they beat themselves. And the Ravens are one of the best teams in the league, and the Ravens couldn't even beat them. And that game was in Baltimore. Had there been fans, it would have been, you know, really – it would have probably been a little bit more difficult just because of the environment and everything that's going on. But – Jeez, man, let's, let's let me get their schedule. But honestly, think they can go like fifteen and one, man. That's how good they are, and no one to challenge them. So I mean, looking at the schedule, they got the Raiders, they got the Bills. That'll be a tough matchup. See, like their schedule is very favorable. I will give you that. Their schedule is very favorable. It is. I mean, looking at like because the their Bills, division, their division is not very good, and they already got past the Patriots and Ravens which look mm-hmm. like two of the hardest games. Mm-hmm. Do I think they could go 15-1? Yes. Do I think they can go undefeated? No, because I don't think – I think they know the goal. I think teams that try to go undefeated, like I think yeah. that happened in 2015 with the Panthers, like when they had – you know, when they were just going off and then they yeah. ended up losing the Super Bowl. And obviously yeah. the only 16-0 team we've ever seen, uh, the 2008 Patriots – or was that 2007? 2007 uh, Patriots. Yeah, so they went 16-0, obviously lost the Giants in the Super Bowl. So I think they know what the goal is. I don't think their goal is to go 16-0. I could be wrong, but I think that they'll slip up somewhere. Even last year, they went 12-4. and 
But Mahomes was hurt for a few, like a few games. Yeah, you know he he was, but at the same time, like there were some games that like they lost to Tennessee last year. I remember, like they had that game in the bag and lost it. So I, I think they'll just slip up one game, and it's fine. It's it's not you know an indictment on them. I just think no. going sixteen and zero takes so much energy. But see, um, like so we'll see. I don't think they have to try. That's how good they are. Like I don't think they have to. Like it's not like they're like oh we're gunning for sixteen. No, they're just so good that they're just gonna go out and win every week. We'll see, I mean, they almost lost week two to the Chargers. They were trailing, you know, basically that whole game. So, you know, you never know. You know, it, it yeah. might be a road game at the Raiders or something, at the Bucks, uh, At the Saints will be tough. But there's no so, fans. Like, that won't be that tough. There's no fans. No, but still, traveling, even though, like, even though there's no fans, like, traveling, not playing in your home stadium, having to stay in a hotel, it's, di- it's different than playing at home. It is. But I, I see what you mean. I like it's still a disadvantage, but it's not as big of a disadvantage as it has been in years past. Obviously, yeah, that Bills game. See, see, that's and that's another thing. Like, had that Bills game in a normal normal season, right? Bills game Thursday night football. Bills are undefeated right now. That right, it feel like a trap game. That yeah, that would be really tough. But see now, no fans there. It's a little bit different. So we'll see how the. Chiefs finish out the year. I'm gonna go. I'll go 15 and one. I'll say. I'll say. I can say 15 and one. Looking at this schedule, I'm. I'm. I'm comfortable with that. All right, Davis. Now we got the NFC East. God, the division is bad. Oh, uh, the the Eagles are two. I mean, look, it's only a few games into the season, but the NF the Eagles are one, two, and one, and they're they're leading the division. That tells you all you need to know. Right. And even last year, they weren't great because the Eagles won at 9-7. and seven. So, like, last year, they weren't great. Oh, yeah, so last they, year is the worst division in football, too, easily. And this year, it's, it's even worse. So, I mean, could this really be the worst division? Like, you, I mean, it'll it, go down. Like, could it be the one? It's up there because the Cowboys have the talent, I think, of a division winner, but they don't play to their standard, and their defense has been terrible. And I mean, like the the attitude that they have is terrible. Mike McCarthy hasn't shown anything different. Did you see what Xavier Woods said yesterday? No, what did he say? He was like at the press conference, you know, because obviously they gave up forty nine to the Browns last week, which is embarrassing. You know, a team that like a good defense like the Ravens gave six points up to, you gave up forty nine to them. So they asked Xavier Woods after the game, like, "What do you have to do?" Blah blah blah. He's like, "You can't expect us to go full speed for seventy plays." And I was like, oh, my gosh, if you were in the locker room with Ed Reed and Ray Lewis, <laughs> you wouldn't make it out of there alive. Wow. So, it's yeah, I mean, it's just – That shows. And that, that's like, a, go ahead. No, I'm pretty sure um, Demarcus Lawrence, after the game, just said, like, we got to be better. And then this guy goes out and says, like, oh, no, we got to – we can't we can't go full speed for 70 speed, plays. 70 that plays. Means, like, that means give up 49 points and over, like – what they give up, like 500 yards? Yeah, I mean it's huge. I mean they gave up three hundred over three hundred yards rushing. Dude, how do you give up three and how do you give three hundred yards rushing in a game? I mean, that's granted, like one of them was the Odell like end around, but, but that's still, still like, a rushing attempt. Yeah, three hundred. Yeah, it's it's terrible. I mean, two hundred is a really good game, really good day on the ground. Much less three. In the NFL? You know, I mean, yeah, that's, that's terrible. A, that's that's a big twelve. That's a big twelve defense. I get that the Cowboys play in that region of the country, but that's you know, man, you a damn NFL team. You should not give that many points. Right, I mean, three hundred yards on the. They still got the the Eagles and Cowboys still got to play twice this year. So I yeah, mean, I I, I still think win. Dallas will win the division, but right now it oh, looks man, absolutely terrible. They don't. They don't. I don't have any confidence in either, any team. Honestly, I mean Washington. The football team, they're one and three. The Giants are the Giants are awful. The Giants are like the worst team. Ever. Yeah, the Giants are really bad, man. Especially losing Saquon. Like their offense is terrible. Yeah, no, they're and definitely the worst team. Ever. Daniel Jones has been alarmingly bad this year. Like I was looking at a bunch of like you know, like real analytical stat graphs. Like he's last in many quarterback categories. Danny Dimes. See, all he does is like turn the football over. I don't know why. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, maybe he just wasn't as good as he like people made him out to be. Oh no, because he really—they could have beat the Steelers week one, but he kept turning the ball over in the worst spots. And let's look at his numbers this year. Uh, Terrible. Sixty-one percent completion percentage. He has under a thousand yards passing, eight hundred eighty-nine, two touchdowns, five interceptions. Hmm. QBR uh, fifty-seven. You know no, 40, the MVP, the MVP no, no, no. last year only threw six interceptions on the whole year. This man already has five through four games. Oh, Lamar Jackson. 
Yeah. And this man has a 42 QBR, and he's taking 14 sacks. So not only their line is bad. His uh, air yards is about 6.6 air yards per throw, so it's not great. Somebody said it's a giant. Go ahead. Danny Dimes, right? Everyone wanted to hype him up last year. Oh, yeah, he's so he's going to be he, so good. He came yeah. in a little hot. Remember, he won two games, and then they just yeah. went right back to losing. Uh, look at him. Now, now look at Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes. They said if the uh, Giants and Jets played, that the biggest winner would be whoever doesn't have access to a TV. <laughs> I actually believe that because that, that, those are so damn bad. It's crazy it that you got, you know, like the, the biggest market in the world and they have the two worst football Number teams. one market in the country, right. And people are forced to watch that. The Giants, I don't think the Giants will go 0 16, but damn, like they lost. No, nah, the they Giants. won't go 0 16, but they're not good. They're going to go like 2 and 14, probably. I mean, yeah. they got to play the they got to play the football team, but they're not. They got to play the Bengals. They won't beat the Bengals though. I mean, yeah. like look at the schedule. They don't have many wins on here, man. You got to play. You got to play. The you football never know team. though. You know they might just play. I mean, they only lost by eight last weekend, so you never know. Yeah, you never know. But I mean, they got the football team twice. They got the Eagles twice. Have the Cowboys twice, and they got the Giants, Ravens, Seahawks, Bucks, Bengals. Mm, we'll see. Tough sled in there for the Giants. All right, man. Dwayne Haskins plays for the football team was benched this week. Uh, sad. Uh, former man. first round pick. He's already benched two years in like a year two in his career. And like he's third string now. He's not even like second string. He's third string. So he's done there. But it, it don't really sound like uh, Ron Rivera was going to give him a fair shot. Like Ron Rivera just didn't really want him from the start. Uh-huh. So he gave him a shot, but he just doesn't seem happy with them. So now they're gonna go with Kyle Allen. He traded for Kyle Allen. He was in Carolina last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I read a article yesterday. I think it was Washington Post, but it basically said that like once ha- like Haskins came in this offseason, was working really hard. Rivera really liked him. Like he won the job, and then as soon as he won the starting job, he like hit the off button. And just started being lazy. Like they said, Kyle Allen was out competing him in practice and whatnot. I wasn't there, so I can't like, you know, say if that's true or not. But I do know that Kyle Allen was in Carolina with Ron Rivera. And Ron Rivera knows what he's going to get out of Kyle Allen. So that's obviously why he's going to start. And I think that's the only reason why I think that that report would be true is because he's like you said, he's third string now. He's not even the backup. So I think that. Ron Rivera might be trying to send him a lesson. I hope that's what it is. And then he'll go back to him in like three weeks. Because I Bro, think Kyle Allen. Go I don't, you can't I don't make think, a guy. Like, go you ahead. Can't make, you can't make a guy third string and then hope to go back to him. I mean, I know Alex Smith is like the second string, so he's not really going to play. But right. to make a guy third string, no, that's pretty damning. I agree, but maybe, I mean, Ron Rivera is really well-respected in the league, so hopefully he's just trying to send him a message to motivate Haskins a little bit. I don't, again, I can't speculate on that, but um, his agent put out a pretty good tweet, I thought, because I'm a big Haskins fan. Like, he was so good at Ohio State. Urban Meyer says he's the best quarterback that he's ever coached in his career. So uh, David Muleta, who's his agent, said, um amazing this is the narrative coming out of dc a young qb 10 starts total over two seasons who is in a brand new system with no offseason and said new system a young o-line limited weapons on offense and only three games in the nfl season yet he is the only one that must play well and i agree haskins wasn't terrible on sunday obviously the ravens won the game because they're the much better team but he wasn't horrible he wasn't anything great but what they did was t- do what the Chiefs did the, the previous week, run screens against the Ravens because it works. The Ravens don't know how to defend screens right now. And they ran a bunch of them. Antonio Gibson had a good game. T- Terry McLaurin had over 100 yards receiving with 10 catches. So I, I really didn't think Haskins played that bad. I don't know what you think you're going to get out of Kyle Allen. So best case scenario, Ron Rivera's just trying to send him a message. If they really are just giving up on him, that's really unfortunate because he definitely has talent. Yeah, I mean that 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 was that was the thing against him last year. And which I mean Jay Gruden didn't want him either, but the, the thing last year was he was lazy, he didn't work hard enough. And then he finally got the job. So I mean, if he did turn it off, shame on him. Like you gotta always keep it on, no matter what, yeah. you know. I mean the four games into the year, last year he had seventy one last week seventy one completion 
71% completion percentage, 314 yards. Um, and then he what he took three sacks, of course. But I mean, he 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 does turn over a lot, but to the point they don't have a lot of weapons. Like Terry McLaurin is really good. That's the only weapon they have. Like, and he came with them from Ohio State, so that's the only like familiarity he has on that offense. I can't give up on a guy four games into the season. I mean, maybe Rivera just don't. I I just don't think they want him no more, which is just sad. I mean, so somebody could you know give him a, a second shot, but he definitely has talent. It's just when you don't give it like O line's bad and and no weapons. What do you expect the guy to do? What do you? Really no, I'm with, I'm with you. I, I'm with you. I I don't understand it at all. He hasn't even started a full season of games. No, I'm with you. I I don't know. I I I don't that I mean, if it is if it's because like you said, maybe Rivera's trying to send a message and just get your stuff together. But like being third string now, that's that's pretty bad. And uh, I don't know. Guess we'll see. I mean, obviously bringing Kyle Allen in from Carolina, that's Rivera's guy. That's the guy he wants right now. So yeah. Cause give him a shot, so we'll see. But like he he beat the Eagles. Like, why not let him play against the Giants? Like, why does he have to play against the Ravens? You know? Yeah, no, agree, agree, one hundred percent. And then he wasn't bad. I mean, no, he wasn't terrible. He wasn't good, but he wasn't bad. He was just all right. He's all right. Okay, you know, I thought I was gonna get a week, uh, a week off. To talk. The Lions are off this week, so I thought I was gonna get a week away from them. Mm. And then just always find a way to just piss me off. Mm. I just. I try not to put too much into them because I know what they are. And, like, you know, the more effort I put into them, the more energy I put into them, the more upset I get. But this time, it's just unexcusable. After the game Sunday, uh, reporter Michael Rothstein of ESPN asked Patricia, like, pretty much, you know, why should people and why should fans still have faith that you're the guy to get the job done? This man, I'm going to just paraphrase. I don't feel like reading a quote. The man pretty much said that when I got to Detroit, there was a lot of work to do. Matt Patricia, you took <laughs> over a nine-win football team that had been to the playoffs twice. What do you mean you have more work? To, what work is there to do? I don't get what what work. They the, Look, was Jim Caldwell perfect? No. Was I okay when they got rid of Caldwell? Yes. All the thing I said was, if you get rid of Caldwell, you got to upgrade. Because the Lions are right there. They got the talent. They got the things they need to take the next step. That's all they need. Just a little bit to get them over the hump. That's it. This man come in with his Patriot way and whatever that other garbage he got going on, him and his best friend, the damn rocket scientist is what he claims to be, which he's not, whatever. <laughs> and now, uh, like, he's had 10 wins in three seasons, right? But we had a lot of work to do. So whatever, like, work you had to do, you obviously haven't done it yet because I've seen no progress in this football team. They've gone backwards in literally every, literally every way you can go backwards they can. I don't see one improvement from this football team and when Jim Caldwell took over, I don't see one. So I yeah. don't know. He's about, he got all this work to do. I missed me with that one, bro. Dang. No, I'm starting to see it. Obviously, um, you know, for those of y'all, y'all know that Chris is a huge Lions fan. You know, three one three Detroit. That's that's all you. But like, I'm starting to see what you're saying because, like, obviously, I don't really follow the Lions. I mean, I I like them because they have Swift and Stafford. But ever since like I've been talking to you. Like Matt Patricia is not a good coach, and you you've said that the GM hasn't drafted one Pro Bowler. Like that's that's pretty bad. Like especially con- Pro Bowler he's drafted. Okay, so that I mean that's pretty bad though. Like considering like I root for a team that had eleven Pro Bowlers last year. Like one Pro he's Bowler. Like come on now. So you know five years. So, one Pro Bowler. right, that's really bad. I mean, I'm starting to see what you're saying. They don't really play any defense. Uh, Stafford has been inconsistent. Like sometimes he'll he'll make some bad turnovers. Um, obviously I'm going to keep rooting for them because they have two Georgia guys um, in the backfield with Stafford and Swift. But, like, I, I see what you're saying because they're not getting anywhere. And I saw the record of Matt Patricia since he's taken over, and it's it's just terrible. So I'm with you. Like, if if you want to fire him, you know, I'm on board. I'll let you rant about the Lions, but I, I, I don't I don't see anything different from what you're saying. They got my blood pressure up enough. For I know, bro. Like, that's not what you need on this nice Friday. It's a beautiful. You're supposed party. to enjoy no, your I'm, weekend I'm, without the Lions. I'm going to Georgia Tech and in Louisville tonight, so I'm gonna enjoy my weekend. All right, I'm enjoy my weekend. Just you know, Matt Patricia just is always says something stupid. He's the smartest guy in the room, right? Apparently. Anyway, hmm. all right, enough about them. 
All right, that's all I got in the NFL. You got anything else? No, I'm excited for you know this weekend always, but um, no, I think we're good for now. All right, let's get into some college real quick. I said I've been a lot of upsets this year, man, like a lot so far. I mean, the NCC is only what, two weeks old, and we've heard a few upsets. There have been a few upsets in the Big 12. Oklahoma's lost twice to Iowa State and Kansas State. No, no week one when the SEC returned, we had Mississippi State, LSU. And it was one last week, too. Uh, Arkansas beat Mississippi State. Right, Arkansas State, which – how do you how do you go beat the defending national champions minus fourteen players? But still, like you still go on a death valley, win a game, put up six hundred and thirteen yards, and you turn around and lose to Arkansas. Right. Wow. How's I was that? I tell y'all, Arkansas isn't as bad as they think. Like Georgia was struggling with them at first, and everybody's like, "Oh, y'all are losing to Arkansas. Arkansas isn't as bad as y'all think. They're not good. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> they're not good. Was, but they're not that. Bad, I was happy huh? to see that. They're not that bad. They're not good. They're just not that bad. That bad, exactly. <laughs> anyway, uh, so with all these upsets in college football this year, I don't even know. Is this is this a product of like what do you think is the reason behind it? Do you think is teams aren't the same? Or is it just just a just a weird one off year? I mean, I think that all the time in college football we see upsets early in the season because you're just going off you know preseason rankings. We haven't seen teams play. <laughs> So I'm not ready to say like, oh, it's an it's an odd year after after two weeks. I mean, is it embarrassing that Oklahoma's lost two games in a row with all the talent they have? Yes. Um, but they are missing their best receiver. And like I said, like those are just going off, you know, preseason rankings. And I think teams are ranked higher because the Big Ten and the Pac twelve aren't really ranked yet. That's so yeah. I think like like Tennessee being 14, do I think they're the 14th best team in the country? No. But like right now with all the teams playing, are they the 14th best? Maybe. Um, so I don't think it's any like weird year yet. I mean, we haven't seen Alabama lose. We haven't seen Clemson lose. We haven't seen Georgia lose. We haven't seen Florida lose. Like, So I, I, I don't think it's that weird yet. Um, but, you know, time will tell and, and we'll continue to see. I mean, Miami hasn't lost their seven. So I I don't think it's been that different of a year so far. I mean, we we always see some upsets in college football. That's what college football is, in my opinion. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, TCU beat Texas, and I never thought Texas was great anyway. And then Tulsa beat UCF, the the former national champions. Uh, 12-0, national t- champs. Yeah, national champs, right. So Tulsa beat them last week. So, I mean, I think it's just – honestly, I think it's just a really weird year. I think we're going to see more of these just because of like like you said teams are missing players they don't have a they have a full offseason training regimen that they normally do and then teams are teams are aren't ranked right i would agree with that because you know big 10 and big 12 haven't played yet um i'm not, not pac 12 i'm sorry not big 12 pac 12 and just it's just such it, I, I think it's just a really weird year so i think we're just gonna see more than that um well, you're not, you know, not the same amount of games. You don't have the same warm-up games you would normally have. I mean, come on. Everyone always plays those cup, cupcake games at the end of the year. Yeah, exactly. Get right and, and be ready to go. So without that, everything's just off this year. That's that's why I think you, you'll see. You'll see right. Like, you should probably add, like, two wins to every team because, you know, with the cupcake games. Right, like, exactly. But so, those are yeah. the season games. So those are the games you kind of use to get right. And right, get, exactly. And you need down. You, don't, you didn't have those this year. Um. So yeah, I, I think I think uh, I, that's what I would say. I was, I guess that's what I would contribute to. Uh, and then the Red River rivalry this weekend uh, doesn't have any juice to it. Like normally, it's it's it's, it's a pretty hyped up matchup. I think probably part of it because it's, it's you know Texas State Fair every year, and it's always a big deal. Everyone goes down, gets excited. It won't be the case this year. They won't have as many fans in the game as they normally do, if they even have any. They even they're even doing this to the state fair this year. But but neither team has played well. Texas has lost, and they almost lost to Texas Tech, honestly, to the yeah. record and comeback. They gave up like sixty-three or whatever. Yeah, they lost to TCU last week, and now Oklahoma's lost two in a row. We'll pick the game later, but I don't know. Are you are you excited for this game? Are you gonna watch it? N- not at all. No, I'll be uh, tailgating for the for the Georgia <laughs> Tennessee game. I'll probably if I'm watching a noon game, it'll be Florida and Texas A&M. It will not be the Red River rivalry. 
Um, like you said, no juice to it this year. Uh, you know, both teams could have two losses right now. They're not looking sharp. Um, less fans in the stands. So, I mean, I'll I mean, I'll watch the highlights, sure, but, like, I'm not excited for it. It's not like years past when it was like, oh, Kyler Murray's playing undefeated Texas team. Like, that was exciting to watch, and Texas yeah. won that game. And even last year was a good game. Um, but, no, I'm not really excited. Are, are you? Um, no, nah, I'll probably watch it just because it'll be on. I was flipping around and see. If it, if it looks like it's a good game, you know, I'll turn it on. But right. just seeing everything, like, on TV, the fans and – you know, fair to ban everything like, and like normally has juice behind it, you know. But Oklahoma's not even ranked right now. And exactly, you're not going to wake up and be like, "Oh, I can't wait for this game." Like you'll no, just wake no. up and turn it on. And Spencer Spencer Rattler, he's been pretty, you know, pretty decent. I mean, you you're seeing like they've had experienced quarterbacks the past couple of years, right? They had Baker for a couple of years, right? Had, I talked about that last week. Yeah. Then they had Kyler Murray, and they had now Jalen Hurts. Hurts. Now you're seeing like the lumps of a fresh year starter. So he's gonna be good, but like like you said last, you see how tough it is to be a first year starter and come in in this situation and and like you know excel and, and play at a streaming at a high level. It's, it's, it's extremely hard. So um, absolutely. Seeing that Sam Ellinger is a veteran quarterback and hmm. he's not bad, but Texas isn't good. I mean, they only scored thirty one points last week. You you expect more from? Yeah, four touchdowns, two hundred thirty six yards, but. And then there was a fumble too late. So, I mean, you just expect more from Texas, I guess, at this point. So, I mean, but Texas is just one of those programs like Michigan, like Notre Dame, like the rest of them that just kind of overhype. And you, every year, coming with expectations that this is going to be the year that something else happens, and it, and it never does. So, I think Texas is, is at that point. And Ellinger said a few years ago that they're back. Clearly not, because they've not done anything yet since winning that one bowl game. Was that the game they beat Jordan? Did they beat Jordan? Yeah, no, it was, that- yep, yep. That was That's the Super Bowl when they beat Georgia when we had like seven starters sitting out. Oh, okay, yeah, and then y'all didn't care because y'all didn't get to the playoffs, right? Exactly, so, yeah. and they, but they were back. <laughs> Idiot. Right. Uh, Georgia, I, I look like they, I, we. I didn't have this on there, but it looks like they got their starting quarterback, man. Stetson Bennett, like he's gonna be the guy, the mailman. Mail. How do you get that name? Do you know? I actually, I actually don't know. <laughs> to be honest, I've been seeing it all over social media. That's really bad on me that I don't know that. Um, but I can't lie; like, I don't know how he got that that nickname. Let me find that. Let, let me try and. Yeah, I, I, I was watching an interview, and a guy was like, "The mailman." I was like, "The mailman? The hell?" Right. I don't, I don't know. Find that. But yeah, man, uh, he played really well on Saturday. Like, you know, they again, they're not going to ask him right now to make any ridiculous you know, plays like they're just going to run the ball and play defense and it'll open it up. But he, you know, like George Pickens has played, um, you know, he's one of the best receivers in college football. And so when, when you, when you can just get the ball to him and Kyrus Jackson played really well on Saturday, um, he's a guy I really liked. Uh, and I thought he was gonna have a breakout year last year. He was injured a bunch, but it looks like this year he finally will be that guy in the slot. Um, he had over a hundred yards receiving, so, you know, he's got playmakers around him. It's just up to him to, like, be calm and basically, you know, game manage. That's all he has to do with the running game that we have and the defense that we have. That's all he has to do. Um, I thought he played well. Uh, what would you take away from the game? Yeah, okay. So, I didn't watch the whole game. I kind of fell asleep. I, I was doing something that day, and I fell asleep. But I, so I did see the second half. So, I, I did think, you know, Stetson, he's pretty good. And I went back and watched some of the highlights in the first half. Stetson's pretty good, man. Uh, even like second half of, of Arkansas on, like he's 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 good. But like you said, don't do a whole lot. Don't just be yourself. Don't try to do more than what you can. Okay, you got a running game. You got a good. You got a, a really strong defense. A power running game. Zamir White and uh, you know the rest of those guys in, in the backfield. Just play your game. Just keep it smooth. Be even. There may be there may come a time like Alabama's next week, right? So yeah, we're gonna see how good he really is against Alabama because they may ask him to do more than just be a game manager. And if he can't do more, then you'll see that's his ceiling. His ceiling is just a game manager. That's true. That's then true. See what Georgia can do this year. So that's that's gonna be the barometer for me. Is next week against Alabama, we are gonna see can he do more? Because he's gonna be asked to do more. How much more we don't know. But he, you're not just gonna be able to hand it off 20, 30 times and win that football game. It's just not gonna happen. He's gonna have to make some throws. He's going to make some tight throws. He's going to have to make some big throws. 
So next week is going to be the game that we see how good Stetson Bennett really is, or if he can be the guy to take Georgia to the next level, or they're going to have to have to put JT Daniels in. Right. Um, okay. So, all right. Uh, just found an article back to when he was in high school. Bennett wore a U.S. Postal Service hat to an Elite Eleven camp yeah. circuit. He had his family travel more than uh, four thousand miles to cities like Miami. Washington, D.C., Atlanta, Orlando, Charlotte. Why that hat, though? My buddy's father's the mayor of a small town here, and he's always getting cool things. I saw the hat one day and asked if I could wear it. I wore it to my first camp in Valdosta. I'm not real big or striking physically, but I wanted to have something people would remember me by. I mean, (laughs) all right. So that's where the mailman nickname comes from. The mailman. That's actually pretty smart. I ain't going to lie. That's actually pretty great. I like it. No, but he played well. I was really happy, um, you know, and he has receivers that can make plays. So it's, you know, it's not like because I'm not going to lie, like from as much as he struggled last year, like he had a lot of new receivers. Now these guys are way more comfortable in the offense and and you're seeing that. So, you know, he's getting the benefit there, but I'm not complaining. No, he definitely is. So we shall see from there. Georgia got Tennessee this week. Uh <laughs> Tennessee, like, is really – they can run the ball, man, but they haven't played Georgia's defense yet, so. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. So, we'll see how good they really are. See what Garitano can do this week. Tennessee's come a long way since they lost to Georgia State, too, by the way. No, yeah, they have. No, they've won eight in a row dating back to last season. They haven't played anyone, but, you know, still props to them. Hey, hey, it's better than what they started. Last year, they were awful yeah, to start true. the year. And true. they lost to BYU, too, actually. Yep. All right. Uh, is it on college football? We'll get in the picks later. All right, Davis. Game five of the NBA Finals are tonight. Lakers up 3-1 with a chance to seal it. LeBron has a chance to get his fourth. One, two, three, four championships. First as a Laker. First in a Western Conference. First since 2016, right? Yeah, first since 2016. So, Davis, if LeBron wins tonight, wins a championship, wins Finals MVP, which I think he will. Not Anthony. If it's Anthony Davis had a bad game in game three, so I don't think he'll get finals MVP. But LeBron wins it. Will this make him the GOAT? Or is he already the GOAT? Or can he become the Or what does he have to do to become the GOAT? No, no. But um, he's not the GOAT. He won't be the GOAT if he wins this one. But, like, the thing about it is, like, we should be able to appreciate LeBron winning this without being like, oh, is he the go? I get it, though. Like, I know why that's a conversation. Like, that's what everybody wants to talk about. It's the hot topic conversation. But, yeah. no, he's not better than Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan's won countless more defensive player of the years. Um, if you look at the amount of years that Michael Jordan played, his stats are all better than LeBron. Obviously, LeBron's played longer, so his stats are going to be better. Um, but prime Michael Jordan's the greatest basketball player of all time. So, like, is LeBron absolutely playing great? Is he the second greatest player of all time? Yes. So I'm not hating on him right here. He's He's been outstanding these playoffs. He looks like, you know, 2018 Braun the last time he was in the playoffs. Um, and I think he he will they will win tonight, and he will win finals MVP. But no, it doesn't make him the GOAT. I, if he were to win, if he were to match Jordan in championships, and I know this is not the whole reason why, but if he's able to play at this level and win six, I don't think there's any way you'd be able to say, that like he's the goat, even though I still think like prime Michael Jordan's the greatest player ever. But like I think if you really want to have that goat discussion where everybody says he's the goat, he would have to continue to win. And like four is impressive though. Like don't get me wrong. What what are your what's your takeaway on it? All right, there is no goat. They're all like LeBron, Kobe, Jordan have all had their impact on the game. They've all done like things that are like they've all left their mark on the game somehow, and they're all great. So I'm gonna just just go with that. I like uh, that, man. I really do like that. I just think that, like the go conversation is getting so old to me, man. Like two years yeah, ago, yeah, that was cool. That it, like it's it's corny to me at this point. It's oh, and like like it's it's all subjective. Like and that's I said the thing too. Like at this point, there's nothing LeBron can do that can make you think that he is or not. Like you either think he is or he's not. No, exactly. no, like, there's nothing else he can do at this point. Like he's done so much that like you either think all right, he's the greatest, or you can always just say no, it's Mike. So. There's no point. Like, and then when you get to arguing about it, you like, you don't appreciate like how like LeBron. No one's playing like this long into their career at such a high level. Like, exactly. Amazing his entire career. The fact that he's never had a major injury, he never really misses time. Like, he's always there for his team. Even like on bad teams when he's putting up like big numbers, he's still like impressive doing it. You know, like year seventeen at thirty five, it's impressive to see the dude like still out there balling 
and be the best player on the floor the whole time. What? Outside of Anthony Davis, but you get the point. Uh, so like, and I like I can appreciate that. Like that's just that's great. Like he's been amazing, you know. And you could have made a case he could have won MVP, you know. So all that being no said, doubt. it's the best. It's the best teammate he's ever had. Yeah, no, for real. And so like. If I, if I could ever say, nah, Jordan's still the GOAT, no matter what LeBron does, like, then you go ahead of Bronettes and all the rest of them saying, oh, yeah, I don't appreciate LeBron. Right, you know, exactly. Trying to appreciate his greatness. And you got old heads talk about, well, Mike did this, Mike, like, you just sound stupid. Stop. Just stop. Just appreciate. I'm with you. And the market left on the game. Like, just please. Because, like, two years ago, I was really into that conversation. Like, I was like, oh, Mike's the greatest. LeBron didn't do this. LeBron didn't do that. LeBron, blah, 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 blah. But, like, I, I can't even hate on him anymore just because he's playing such a, at such a high level that, you know, like you, you really can just appreciate both. You don't have to pick one over the other. You don't like just let it be like just let it I'm ride. You, just, just you think back. they win tonight? What is that? You think they win tonight? Uh, yeah, I think they're, they're focused, man. They, they won. I, do I, mean, too. I think they're locked in. Fight and claw. Like it's not going to be easy, but like, they really want it tonight. So I think they'll do it. They'll do it. Um, you know, that brings up a question, too. I was listening to the radio the other day, and they were talking about, like, ratings are down this year. And why do you think ratings are down this year? Uh, it's a uh, lot, man. It's yeah, a lot. I mean, yeah. people, people bring up the politics thing, but, like, I don't think that's it. Like, I mean, because they have Black Lives Matter on the court. You really not watching because of that? Like, I don't. I, I think mean, there's, I think there's a, a certain – I think that is true to a certain extent. I mean, I do, but like, I don't think that's the main reason why they're down. Though. No, like, I don't either. I mean, ultimately, I think it's because you're you're playing in the middle of football, baseball, and you know. Like, well, I mean, like, oh, but ratings are down across all sports, though. Like, not just like. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. yeah. NFL so, ratings are down? No way. What is that? Well, NFL. I know, like, MLB ratings are down. Um, NHL numbers were down too. Let me get, let me get the. Exact I think part of it. I think part of it, though, too, is like it not being home field like being in a bubble like it's not as exciting to watch it's like a packed out staples center you know so i think some people may just be like eh you know like this season's happening but i don't you know the casual fans they might not care as much yeah because like even like the final versions have been down like way down like way down uh they've been like all-time lows man like nhl stanley cup final ratings were like down 61 percent, which was like a 13 low like nba NBA Finals ratings were down, I guess, 45% from game one and 58% from, I guess, the first one in 2018, from, like, game one 2018. Uh, so, like, damn, like, this U.S. Open numbers were 56%. They were down 56%, which is an all-time low. Kentucky Derby, Indy 500. Um, so, yeah, like, all those numbers are down, man. And I'm Sheesh. trying to keep that, So, I just – it's a lot. I mean, you know, there there probably is a bit of people that don't want to see the, as people say, politics. But I mean, I think it's more human rights than politics. But that's a different story. Regardless, like I just, I think without, like you said, being inside of a bubble, not having the fans there, not being able to watch the fans, like that hurts too. Um, that's that has a lot to do with it because you get tired of watching the same thing over and over again. You get and like when the energy's not there, it's hard to get into the game for some people. It just is. Uh, I mean the damn Kentucky Derby. I don't know. I can't speak to that. Who, who damn knows? Stanley Cup. I mean, does anybody actually watch hockey? Like, let's be honest. Oh no, they do. Now you should know that being from Detroit, not down here, but like, bruh, the Red Wings haven't been bro. good since like 2014. No, but I'm saying like people in that region like watch hockey. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously people watch hockey, but like mass numbers, like in like most of the yeah, country, sure. No, it's yeah. definitely it's definitely like the four. <laughs> The, yeah. the four spot out of the uh, four major pro sports. Yeah, so uh, that's and that's a really interesting topic. I mean, to really dive into. I mean, I don't really know, man. Like, so like game three got like five point nine, so five point nine four million viewers. Um, average of three point one. That's just that's not normal for NBA finals, and then I think too like. It's LeBron, but then it's like the Heat too. You know, it's like the word. Yeah, I think that's like, part of it. Is it's not like as great of a matchup as maybe we we witnessed. I think, in the star power, like the average person don't know anybody on the Heat. 
most I mean everybody know LeBron, but the average people don't um know really about the Heat or any of their players, you know. Mm-hmm. So no, you're right. You're right. I agree. So, uh, and then, like, obviously, there's a lot going on in the world, COVID-19. And all sorts yeah, of I think that's that's part of it, too. It's just, like, people, sports aren't, like, on everyone's mind. I mean, obviously, me and you were, like, very vested fans. But, yeah, like, the casual fan might not be as worried about sports right now. No, for sure. So, I guess the, it will be able to see if, if, they, if, they, if they were to regain, regain you know, the fans they lost. When things get back to normal, whenever they, whenever that shall happen. All right, MLB playoffs are going on as well. Let's get show them some love. The AL, the NLCS. I'm sorry, the Braves swept the Padres. I'm oh gosh, I'm sorry. The Dodgers no. swept the Padres. Dodgers swept the Padres, and uh, three games, three game sweep. The Padres tried to make it interesting in game two, but didn't really succeed. And uh, you know what? I would give some love to the Padres. They're going to be very good in the next couple of years. They got. Some very good players over there. Fernando Tatis is a stud. Yeah, he's he's, really a, he's as exciting as it gets. Yeah, he is. Manny Machado. They just got Clevenger from there to lead their rotation. So they'll be good for a few years. Uh, just ran to the Dodgers who are a buzzsaw. The Dodgers are once again loaded with all the expectations of getting back. The Braves swept the Marlins in three games. Timely hitting Travis Darnot is uh, on fire right now. He's, yeah, he's, he's playing great right now. He is playing. He's playing really well. That pitching is 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 doing well right now. Freed, uh, Max Freed, Ian Anderson, Kyle Wright. It's three game set uh, played really well. So it's going to be the toughest ch- challenge so far. Now that they have the Dodgers coming up, uh, I don't know, man. What you looking forward to that in that series? Um, I think just seeing the Braves pitching. Obviously, the Braves can hit. But seeing if the Braves pitching can be up to par with how they were. And granted, the Dodgers offense is exponentially better than the Reds and the Marlins offenses. Yes, so like it, yes. Let's let's put that out there. So it is going to be a much tougher task. But if they can pitch like how they just pitched, like the Braves like could actually have a chance, which I don't think will happen. But if 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 that happens, then like the Braves could actually have a chance in the series because their bats can match with anyone. But it's just that pitching that they need. And they have a good bullpen this year. Like, the Braves' bullpen wasn't great last year. Like, it's pretty good right now. Yeah, they do have one of the better bullpens in the NL. Um, no, so they've added a lot of good pieces there. So that's going to be key as well. Seeing this Braves pitching against the, is the, against the Dodgers, though, will be something to look out for. They didn't, they didn't play this year. They didn't play this year. Um, so it'll be interesting to look and see how that goes. And obviously, you know, the Dodgers, Walker Buehler is their ace. You got Clayton Kershaw, who's always up and down. Ross Stripling's there. Dustin May. So, that's some pretty good pitching pitching as well. Um, but those bats, they, they always – like, I was watching the Dodgers series. Not the Padres series. And the Padres had made it – the Padres had made it like a one-run game, right? Mm-hmm. And then in the bottom of the eighth, I want to say. Yeah, yep. bottom of the eighth, the Dodgers added like two or three runs. They just always find a way. They're resilient. They have so many good bats. Mookie bats. Belly. Justin Turner, mm-hmm. up and down Will the line. Smith, the catcher Will now, Smith. five hits last night. They're just up and down the lineup. They're loaded. Uh, so, I, sheesh, I want to say the Braves, but like the Braves had a ta- talent to do it. But yeah, no, I'm gonna say Dodgers in five. Ross Stripling, not even with the Dodgers number. I made a mistake. I'm sorry, but mentally, I think it's mental for the Braves. Can they get over the mental hump? I think they got. The yeah, that's true. Them. Mentally, can they beat the Dodgers? Because the Dodgers are just so good, you know. Right. No, I, I'm going to say Dodgers in five. But I this really feels like, to give a basketball comparison, this actually feels like Lakers heat. You know, like the Braves have been, like, hot lately. Mm-hmm. You know, they're a little scrappy. Like, you know, they're a fun team to watch. But the Dodgers just have so much talent that, like, can can, you know, the grit of the Braves pitching – overcome the talent of the Dodgers bats. I don't think so, but it'll be it'll be a fun storyline to watch. I'll say Dodgers in five. Yeah, I'll say Dodgers in six. I gotta go six. I'll do the Braves two games. I mean the Braves are their bats are really good, so they'll they'll find a way to win two games. But outside of that, I think the Dodgers got this one. Return to the World Series. And then on the AL side of things, the Astros are going back to the LCS delivering I wrote this on the sheet, so I can't say this. However, they delivered a big F you and a huge middle finger to the MLB 
by getting back to the ALCS, right? So there's a whole cheating scandal that came out last year, and everyone was on them like really hard for, for cheating and this and that. But then like there were there were no suspension for players. AJ Hinch got fired, and th- and then their GM get fired too, or was just AJ? Hinch? Yeah, no, I so, think right, GM sure. had to step down too. All right, so GM and AJ Hinch got fired, but none none of the players got any suspension. And the players did all this chirping and talking. Carlos Correa came out after they beat the, the Twins and and just shut up, dude. But anyway, he he's just he's talking. Now they're back. So now, like, if they make it to the World Series, could you imagine, like, how that would look? Bro, I would be so angry. Like, they're still a good team. That's the thing. They still have Bregman, L2, Springer, all those guys. So they're still a good team. Like, it's not crazy surprising. But, like, it is disappointing. And now they say, like, oh, they want to be the villains. They want to use the momentum. Like, bro, y'all cheated. Like, people hate (laughs) you for a reason. It's not like this is LeBron going to Miami. Like, you cheated to get to a World Series and win it. Like, that is so lame. So my hope is, like, I hate the Rays for the amount of smack that they talk in the regular season. Like, the Yankees and the Rays kind of have bad blood. But, like, I might be forced to root for them if the Yankees aren't able to win this game tonight. Because, like, just because I I cannot stand the Astros. And, like, they are a good team, so it's not, like, crazy surprising. But, like, if we get a chance to play the Astros again, if the Yankees get a chance to play the Astros again, like, we have to take advantage. But I think, like you just said with the Braves and Dodgers, it's a mental thing as well. Yeah, like no doubt about it, because yeah. the Astros have had the Yankees number. They beat them two out of the last three years in the ALCS. Um, but this year, the Yankees have the better roster, so they've got to get it done um, if they play. But it is it is kind of frustrating to see them do well. Like, I hate the Astros. I, I can say that I hate the Astros. Everyone hates them because they, 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 they say they cheat, but man, they win. I mean, they were good. They didn't even need to cheat. They were good without even like. That's what I'm saying, but they did cheat. Because the Yankees went to seven games with them that year. And we had to play in uh, Minute Maid Park game seven. They were probably banging on trash cans. <laughs> no, I think the biggest indicator was, uh, like, Altuve was sitting on a on a slider from Chapman. Or was it a fastball? He yeah. sat on a fastball from Chapman. And uh, Chapman was like, what the hell? Right. Like, that's 100 miles an hour. You're not just sitting on a 100-mile-an-hour fastball. Exactly, exactly. You're exactly. not. And then he didn't even like celebrate when it took the buzzer off in the in the locker room. All right, yeah, mm-hmm. whatever you do. And then your Yankees game five tonight, uh, winner take all against the Rays. Will you get it done, Davis? Will the Yankees Garrett get it done? Garrett Cole, Garrett Cole, Yankees do get it done. You get three hundred twenty-four million dollars for a reason, <clears throat> and that's to win closeout games and elimination games. So big resilient effort last night to win, especially Jordan Montgomery starting. I was pretty worried to be honest with you. I was pretty pessimistic. Um, but tonight, Garrett Cole's got to get it done. This is what he gets paid for. Uh, bats have to do their thing as well. Uh, obviously, Luke Voigt, big homer last night. Gleyber Torres, big homer. Um, you know, it's going to be tough. Rays are a good team. They're, you know, they're coached well. But this this is this is the Garrett Cole game. So, we'll see. I think we get it done, but it's going to be close. One-run game. One-run game, all right. It's going to be a tight one, man. The Rays are, like, the team that just, like, the analytical team in the league. They like, scrap, they, man. They, they scrap. Really, yeah. They do scrap. They they really well. They really follow analytics too. And they started this thing with the opener and, and all this other stuff they've done over the past couple of years. So then they like started all lefties too in their lineup one at one point this year. Yep. Yeah, so the, they're a weird team, but uh, they're good. They're good. Uh you know, Davis, you know, you my boy, I can't root for the Yankees, so I'm gonna go with the Rays here just because like I just don't it's all good. I feel it. Everybody hates the Yankees, unless you like the Yankees. That's okay. Nah, but uh, the Yankees are good. They do go on a series against the Yankees and Astros would be very interesting, especially with how the Astros cheated the Yankees out of a possibly championship. So we shall see. All right, Davis, anything else you want to hit before we get to the picks? Man, I think we hit everything. NFL, college football, NBA, MLB. Can't get better than that. Cannot get better than that. All right. Time for the picks. Uh Oh boy. Okay, I'm very embarrassed to say that I had a three and seven week last week. So Ooh. not good. What was I? Eight and two. Oh, I'm like that. Yeah. Okay. In fairness, though, I don't think I should be three and seven. I'm gonna tell you why, though. I picked the Pats against the Chiefs, but I didn't know Cam was out with COVID until that's after. Fair. Okay, that's fair. So I'm, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna just take that off. So I'm gonna take that. All right, we'll scratch that game out. Eight like, and two, man. Let's go. I'm like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Actually, 
All right, I'm like in the zone now. Like I gotta get ready. Like I gotta, I gotta keep that record up. Keep that record up. All right, let's let's inter- let's implement something new for this week's picks. All right. All right. This week you have to pick a lock. You have to pick upset. All right. You pick a lock. You get it. You get plus two on your record. You don't get it. Oh, okay, okay. Take okay. away two. Same thing for the upset. You don't get your upset. We'll just do one for the upset though. Upset. You get it. You get. You get one added to your record. You don't get it. You get one taken away. Okay, I like that. I like that. All right, let's make it interesting. All right, game one. We got the Florida Gators traveling to uh, the twelfth man. Well, there's no twelfth man, I guess, this year. Right. What do they call Texas A&M? Well, no, they have. Uh, well, they they do they do have the twelfth man section. Um, you know they they call it a. Uh, I don't know. It's called Kyle Field. What do they call it? I don't know, but yeah, like twelfth man, yeah. All right, whatever. Uh, the Chicago Texas A&M, 21, 21st ranked team in the country. Florida's a six and a half point favorite. Davis, who are you taking in that one? I'll take the Gators in that game. They're they're playing well. They're hitting on all cylinders on offense. Um, it'll be interesting to see how their defense does against a more experienced quarterback like Kellen Mond. But I'll take the Gators in that game. No, I'm going Gators. Texas uh, A&M was destroyed last week by Bama. No shot, right? So yeah, I'm gonna go with the. Uh, in this one, game two, we got the Hokies, Virginia Tech traveling to North Carolina. And Mac Brown has North Carolina playing really, really well. Sam Howell at quarterback. So, uh, North Carolina is a four point favorite. Who you got in this one, Davis? I'll take the I'll take the Tar Heels at home. Like you said, they're playing really well. Sam Howell's been, uh, one, you know, the best UNC quarterback in years. So I, I like how they're playing. I think they'll win that game. Yeah, I'm going UNC as well in that one. Game three, the Red River rivalry. Um, Texas, I'm 22. Texas and uh, Oklahoma was, who's unranked after two straight losses. Oklahoma is a I messed it up. I think they're a two point favorite. My bad, two point favorite. I don't know why it's 12. Two point favorite. Oh, two. Okay, yeah. I was like 12. No, two. My bad, too. I was like, what? All right. Um, I'll take Oklahoma. That'll be my lock of the week. I like them. Uh, minus two. I think that that's pretty comfortable. They're they're still a better team than Texas. They just haven't played well these past two weeks. But Spencer Rattler uh, gets them back on track this week. Let me make sure. Hold on. I don't want you to get that lock and then and not be two points. But I'm, I looked it up last night with two points. But I looked it up last night. Let's see. According to the Bet MGM Sportsbook, it is two points. All right. Yeah. All right. Two All right I'll take Oklahoma. That's my lock. All right. Two points, Davis's locker. We just that one. Uh, okay, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go Oklahoma in that one as well. Uh, we can't pick the same games though. But yeah, I'm gonna go Oklahoma in that one. Um, I think Spencer Rattler gets back on track this week, and the Sooners get it done. All right, number fourteen, Tennessee, and number three, Georgia. Um. Davis, Georgia's a 12-point favorite. Who you got in that one? I'll take Georgia. I think it's going to be somewhere in the uh, 10 to 14 range, but probably closer to 13 or 14, so I'll take Georgia. Yeah, I'm going to go Georgia, too. That's my lock of the week, Georgia. UGA is the lock. Lock of the week, I think they're going to run the ball really well against um, Tennessee. I don't think Tennessee's going to really run that. Like, I mean, their running game is their best, their, you know, their strongest suit, but they haven't seen Georgia yet this year, so I think they'll they'll learn their lesson this week. Right. I'm going to change my pick. Actually, I'm going to go with. I hate to do this. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Texas to pull up the upset this week. Okay. Go with Texas to upset. That's my upset of the week. Is Texas. All right. All right. And then my lock of the week is Georgia. Okay. Now upset. Does that mean they have to win, or they just have to cover? Got to cover. Oh, okay. Cool. Cover. All right. Um. Then last college game of the week, we got number seven Miami. Traveling to Death Valley to take on the number one ranked Tigers. Tigers are a 14-point favorite. Davis, you got in this one. Yeah, they gave up a bunch of points last week to um, Virginia. I'll take Miami to cover this game. That'll be my upset of the week. Um, and I think they actually have a chance of winning this game. I don't think they will win, but I think they have a chance to win. I think it'll be under 10 points. Derek King. All right, this is the first, like, real test that Miami's going to face, right? Right. Give me the champs. Going with Clemson. Well, wow. Sure, I guess. All right. I'm going Clemson to cover. Clemson's going to get that 14. Easy. And I got to make up some games on you so we can't pick the same game. So I'm going to go with that one. All right. 
Over to the NFL, the Panthers travel to Atlanta to take on the winless Falcons, as my friend Sion said last week. Uh, the Falcons represent Cap Atlanta well. They're really bad. So, uh, Falcons are a uh, one-and-a-half point favorite, essentially to pick them. Who you got in this one, Davis? Um, I'll take the Falcons. They really didn't play bad last week. They were just playing a better team. Uh, their secondary is so injured right now, but luckily they'll be playing Carolina without uh, t- uh, without Christian McCaffrey. Obviously, they were able to beat Arizona last week, but I'll still take the Falcons. They look much better. Uh, I think they come home and get their first one of the season. Yeah, I'm going to take the Falcons. If they don't win this game, like if the Falcons lose this game, Dan Quinn should be fired, <laughs> like, on the spot. They probably won't. You know what? Actually, I'm going to take that back. Let Dan – if they lose, let him keep coaching. Just let him keep going. It'll be in your best That's interest. That's what I would do. Right. Yeah, just let him keep going. Why not? All right, second game, we got the, the Vegas Raiders. Shout out to Cousin Cal in Tennessee. Huge Raiders fan. But they got the Chiefs this week, 12 points. Damn, that's a big spread for an NFL game. All right, Chiefs are 12-point favorite. Who you got in this one? I'll take the Chiefs. Two touchdowns uh, at home. They play so much better there. Uh, Vegas hasn't won a road game yet, I don't think. I could be wrong on that. But, no, they did. They won week one at Carolina. Okay. Um, I'll take the Chiefs. They're just so much better. I don't trust Derek Carr on the road. Don't trust Derek Carr on the road. All right. Um, Well, I'm going to go with the – Raiders. This is my second week in a row picking them, so please don't burn me. I just think twelve points is a lot in the NFL, like a lot. It certainly is, no doubt. And the Chiefs have been like really; they've been beating teams really bad lately. So this is probably a bad pick, but twelve points is a lot. So I'm gonna go with the Raiders in this one, just because of the points. All right, the Indy Annapolis Colts. Their defense is is playing really, really well this year. Um, <clears throat> and they got the Cleveland Browns. Davis. There's a story that came out. Um, is it true that you pretend, pretended to be Baker Mayfield to get into a bar? I heard that one time. Ah, you're funny. Absolutely not. Okay. Uh, four inch, I'm four inches taller than Baker Mayfield, maybe five. Um, I'm not in every commercial when I don't win any games, so that's absolutely not true. Okay, did you pretend to be a Cleveland Brown player, Cleveland Browns player to get into a bar? Never that. Never that. My least favorite team in the league right now. Um, I'm going to pick them this week because they've been playing well and they've been running the ball well, even without Nick Chubb. Uh, Dearness Johnson stepped up and had over 100 yards last week. So I'll take the Browns to win this game against the Colts, but um, I'll definitely be rooting for Indianapolis. You know, I was trying to find them on fantasy to pick them up, and I could not find them for anything. And I saw you got picked up picked up the other day. I was so mad. But I need a running back in fantasy, and I couldn't find them. So I was upset about that. I'm going with the Browns as well in this one. Uh I didn't pick them last week, but they're playing at a high level, so we're going to go with them this week. Then game number four, we got the the winless – no, did they win the winless week? Uh, the Vikings. No, they beat, they beat the Texans. They did? Okay, okay. All right, so they got one win. One win in the season. The Vikings traveled to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. Seahawks are a seven-point favorite. I'll take the Vikings to cover. Uh, Seahawks win the game, but I think that they can play the uh, Seahawks close. Well – the Vikings can't cover a dead man. They don't have any corners. Their corners, or they do have corners. Obviously. Their corners are not very good. And that does not bode well against Russell Wilson, who was completing 75% of his passes this year. Book the Seahawks in this one. Give me the, uh, give me Russ, MVP of the league so far this year. And last game of the week, we got the Chargers and Justin Herbert. He's now the starter this year. After Anthony Lynn said he will be the starter for the rest of the year. They travel to New Orleans to take on the Saints. Andrew Brees, who can't throw five yards down the field, except for against the rocket science and rocket scientists and the Detroit Lions. But the Saints are a seven and a half point favorite. Who you got? I'll take the Saints. Uh, another big spread that I'll take. But um, Justin Herbert on the road, uh, night game. Uh, no Austin Eckler. He's out. He's on IR. Um, it'll be tough for them. I think Michael Thomas is going to play this week. Is that right? Who knows? He's both. I think week. he's. I think he's going to play this week. Um, Alvin Kamara will have another big game. I'll take the Saints. I'm going with the Chargers. Justin Herbert, this will be his first win as a starter, right? So you can book that one. But I'm, I mean, at the very least, they'll, they'll cover. If 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 this game was in normal circumstances, circumstances and they had fans, Monday Night Football, no way in hell Justin Herbert would go in there and win this game. But because that is not the case, I'm going with the Chargers. He will get his first one as a starter in the league. You can book that one. But this would be his first one as a starter, right? 
Yeah, I know. I'm still gonna take the Saints in that one, but I mean, he he has looked pretty good, especially for a rookie with limited weapons. Yeah, but hey, they got a really good defense, so we're gonna go roll with them in that one. All right, Davis, that's all I got this week, and uh... pleasure as always, my man. Always, always. Hey, and big announcement. Let them know on uh, Spotify now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was gonna throw that in there too at some point, but yeah. Podcast is now on Spotify. You can listen to it on Podbean too. Actually, uh, it's just when you search it, it's the average, I think it's the average sports guy on Podbean. But you can listen on Podbean. You can also listen on Spotify at average. Just search average sports guy. Yeah, and just like no spaces, average sports guy. You'll find it on Spotify. Subscribe. You can hear the podcast there now, and it'll still be on SoundCloud too for a little bit. Make a move, man. Make a move. You know, Apple, Apple. Yeah. Apple's really difficult, so Apple, they are. They are. It's tough. It's tough to get on Apple. That is true. Give me a hard time, but hey, we're all good. We'll get there one day. Progress, right? Absolutely. Okay. All right, Davis. You enjoy the weekend. No dressing up as Baker Mayfield. Uh, nope. None of that. None of that. We'll be. Uh, we'll be in red and black this weekend. All right. Let me see. As always, thanks for listening, everyone. You can now listen to us on Spotify podcast at Average Sports Guy. It's all lowercase, no spaces, straight through. Podbean is the same as well, Average Sports Guy. If you want to listen to us on Podbean, and of course, you can listen to us on SoundCloud at Average Sports Guy. Instagram is HG Podcast. My personal Twitter page is Chris underscore Crit Two Ts. It's Chris underscore Crit Two Ts. So wherever you want to listen to us, whether it's Podbean, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, maybe coming soon. Make sure to subscribe. You can get all the latest episodes when they come up and all the latest news from us. So, for Davis, I'm Chris. Thanks for listening.